Uh, now, we were singing, and I, I was asking you during the, the singing, there's a theme in all of the songs. I, I hope you picked it up this morning. Who can tell me what the theme is? Burdens. Burdens. I want to talk to you today about burdens. I know I'm taking a little bit of a, a pause on Acts. Uh, this is the sermon which I preached last week in New Zealand as well. And preaching that, I just realized that I need to preach it here as well. Amen? It is not old bread, I can, ass I can assure you that. It's new, fresh bread. So uh, I want to talk to you about burdens today. And the question is, how heavy is your burdens? How heavy is your burdens? For First and foremost, what is burdens? I mean, I travel and just traveling, looking at people, looking at facial expressions, uh, I love, it's one of my most favorite things is to go into a shopping mall and to sit down and wait for my beautiful wife as she's busy and, and sit down and watch people. You think that's creepy? <laughs> I watch people. I look at people's facial expressions. I look at people. And I can tell you one thing, if you pause a bit, because we're all in a rat race, who knows that? We go to McDonald's. Why? Because it's snappy and fast. We go to Hungry Jack's or Burger King and it's snappy and fast. We stand in a queue. They've taken the queues out of the way now so that you can walk up to an ATM. You can put your card in and get it snappy and fast. Now they're taking the ATMs away. You can do everything online so that you don't have to queue up. Are we living in this rat race? We're living from Monday to Sunday and there's a lot of time packed into that week and what do you do I already think what I'm going to do tomorrow I need to be there I've got a calendar I've got a, a itinerary I've got all of these things and so do you and you've got to pick this up and then you get a phone call from your husband or wife or your children and say can we do this and 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 your plans are sometimes thrown thrown uh, out of whack if you want to say that it's thrown out of out of order but our lives is so packed and I see this when I sit and I look at people and people are burdened apart from a busy lifestyle you can see on a lot of people they are carrying the cares of the world upon their shoulders there's other burdens which is burden some people which is burdens I can't carry I wouldn't be able to carry those burdens and then in the midst of all of this, we are living in a world which is going to astray. It's falling apart at the seams. And people are not only burdened, they are also sleeping. They don't realize what's coming and it's coming fast. The, the way that you and I grew up and the way that it's going to be in the next three to five to six to ten years is not secure. And you cannot, go, you cannot vote a person into government. You cannot trust them anymore. You can't trust any person. And in a way, in a way, it's good for the church because people will realize you cannot trust on man but God alone. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at people with burdens, with a heavy lifestyle, a busy lifestyle, and then to even carry a burden upon your shoulder. No wonder that people are getting so sick. No wonder that the doctors are getting so many people. No wonder that they're giving people medicine that don't even heal them. It makes them sicker so that they can come back for more medicine to pay more money to people who don't even know what to do with the money and they just take it away. This is not one of those sermons which is going to tap into that. I'm talking about 
burdens. Now this is something which you sit here today and you can't say to me today, Pastor, sorry, I'm going to switch off now because it's not me. Burdens touches everybody. And even you sitting here today. So I'm not only talking to you, I'm talking to myself. And we need to go to the Word of God and see and learn about burdens. So I want you to open up in Galatians chapter 6. The word of the Lord says in verse 1, he says, brethren. Now when you read the word brethren, who do you think he's talking to? He's talking to the church. He's not talking to the people right now going to Bunnings, who's not saved. I'm not, you know, there might be some saved there. That's a bad example. But he's not talking to non-Christians here. He's not talking to the people driving past this place who don't care even about church or God for that matter. He's talking to the church in Galatia, and if you fast forward it today, he's talking to you and me. He's talking to the children of God. He says, brethren, and if you see that in your sister in here today, that's you also. He's talking to the church. He says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, translation in any sin, you who are spiritual, Restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. Everybody say burdens. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Everybody say law of Christ. For if anyone thinks of himself to be something, oh, don't we have a lot of those people in our worlds today? For if anybody think of himself to be something, when he is nothing. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have a lot of those going on, isn't it? Even in the church, even in the church, you've got so many people, you know, they think I am something, but they are nothing. Nothing. What's the meaning of nothing? Well, nothing, okay? So they are nothing. He deceives himself. But, brother Oral, but, sharp contrast. Let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. Look at verse 5 now. He says, for each one. Everybody say each one. What does it mean? It means you. It doesn't mean the person next to you. It doesn't mean your wife, your husband, your children, the governor, or the, the president, or whatever. It doesn't mean any of those. For each one shall bear his own burden. Everybody say burden. burden. You see, that's not with a plural. That's a singular. So I want to talk to you about these burdens here. The definition for a burden is a heavy load that you carry. That's the definition. If you look it up in the English Oxford Dictionary, it's a heavy load that you carry. And like I say, I look at people and sometimes I can see they carry that burden. It is evident in their bodies, in their physical lives, it's evident that these people aren't free. They're carrying something. Something is a burden unto them. They oftentimes look like that, and they don't even realize it. It's a heavy load. It's a weight. 
Somebody said, life is tough. Who knows that? Who knows life is tough? Show me. Do you know life is tough? When you were born as a little baby and mom and dad raised you and you're two years old, they didn't tell you life was tough. They were just glad to see you walking and talking and laughing. And He says, Tyfe, times are tough. Who knows what times are tough? We are, we are entering tough times. But so famously said that burdens, uh, the burdens it hands you can be hard to bear. So life is tough, times is tough, and the burdens that life can give you can sometimes be hard to bear. Have you sometimes felt like that man? With something that's laying upon you, it might be a decision, it might be a family matter, it might be something you want and you don't get, it might be a sickness, it might be a family member who's not serving God and you're praying for them for a long time and you feel burdened by that. It might be finances. Finances is a big burden for a lot of people and there's more burdens like that coming. You need to watch what's going on. Don't trust in your finances anymore. Burdens are real. It's happening to everybody in the church. Burdens has got no color scheme. It doesn't matter where you come from, from South Africa, Australia, India, it doesn't burdens. They come. And when they stick, they stick hard. And some people feel like that. Now our scripture today and our text today talks about burdens. The first burden I want to talk to you is burdens that you can share. This is a burden that you can share with somebody. Look at verse 2 there. He says, bear one another's burdens. So it says that there's somebody who's got a weight upon them. Remember the definition for burden. It's a heavy load on them. And he says that we need to come as children. He's talked to the church. That we need to come alongside somebody. And we need to be able to help them and share those burdens. Before I expect that for you, I want to show you that first of all, it is the law of Christ to do this. You and I, this is not an option. This is not like a form that you get and you get a tick box, yes and no. Do you want to carry somebody's burden? Tick, no. You can't do that. This is not a multiple question. This, brothers and sisters, if you are a blood-washed child of God, if you're a Christian, Paul says to this church, he gives them this word, he says, you need to carry one another's burden, because this is the law of Christ. Now what is the law of Christ? It's really easy if you go to Matthew chapter 22 verse 37. Where Jesus himself says, he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. The second is like it. What is the second thing, Jesus? He says, you shall love your neighbor. Everybody say neighbor. You shall love your neighbor. You shall love your neighbor. You shall agape your labor. Agape means it's a sacrificial love. You shall give up everything that you've got in other to love your neighbor. He says you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hangs the law and the prophets. So carrying a burden of somebody else is somebody which a child of God do to fulfill the law of Christ. 
if you do not carry somebody else's burden, you are not fulfilling the law of Christ. Is that clear? I think I can't give him any more practical than that. So what are you talking then about burdens? What is these burdens that you can share? If we look at the word there for burdens, it comes from the Greek word baros. Baros. And the meaning for baros in Greek, it means an infirmity. Or it means a frailty. Who knows frail people? They can't do a lot of things for themselves. It means a weakness or even a heaviness or even pressure. There's another word which I didn't put in there. It could be ignorance. Ignorance. And there's two applications of this word now. One is a physical application and a spiritual application. Let me talk about the physical application. If you see a brother or a sister who is sick, who needs some help, and it's going to cost you something, it's going to cost you maybe to come out of your comfort zone, it's going to take a little bit of your time that you spent on yourself, and you have to put that aside to go over to help this brother and sister. That is carrying the burden. Are you with me this morning? If you see somebody maybe financially in problems, for whatever reason, it's not your problem what reason, and you are entitled to help such a brother and sister, maybe to buy some food, maybe to just help with the electricity bill, I don't know what it is, and you know about it as a child of God, when you go over to that brother and sister and you support them, that is carrying that burden. That is what this word baros means. If you see somebody who's got pressure upon them, if you need somebody and you know they are going through difficult times in their lives, and you are that ear to hear, and that eye to see, and that mouth to talk, please don't have it the other way around. Please don't walk into their lives and talk first before you hear, because you find a lot of those people, don't you? No, no, burdens in this matter where there's infirmities, and it's all around us. It's in this church. These people are struggling in this church. That needs help. You know, I, I recall back in South Africa, we were in a church there, and uh, there was a lady, one of our elders, his wife had cancer. And this lady was really struggling. We prayed for her so many times, so many times. And, and they didn't have a lot of money and he had to go to work and she needed to stay at home. And, you know, back in the day there wasn't all the help you have these days. And there was this one couple in the church and the wife gave up her work to be able to go and help this lady. She helped her through until she passed away. And this is no for accolades. This is what? It is the law of Christ. This is not something you do so that somebody can come afterwards and pat you on the shoulder and say, Oh, that was a good job, Peter. Well done there. That's not that kind of thing. This is not that kind of help where you, you get up 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock in the morning and you drive to somebody to go and help them. And then you say, Well, at the end of the month, I'll give you the bill for the petrol. This is not that kind of thing. 
Because that is not the law of Christ. As brothers and sisters, as children of God, we need to look at one another and we need to say, brother, sister, are you okay? Are you doing well? But similarly, if you're not doing well, you do not lie about it. You say, yes, I'm struggling. I need some help. And you carry. I say it to people this way. I say, let me walk a walk with you. Yes? There's an old Indian prophecy which goes a prophecy, a word, a proverb that goes like this. Don't judge a man if you haven't walked two weeks in his moccasins. That sounds beautiful, isn't it? So these are the burdens, the baros. But there's also, there's also a spiritual application to this word. Now let me put it to you in context. Because we are sitting here. Not only are we physical. We are living in this world, don't we? Are you living in this world? If you said no, I would say, man, we need to talk. <laughs> you are living in this world. You are rubbing shoulders with this world. You're going into the streets. You walk amongst people. Some of the... You, you could walk next to people. Vile people. This is where we live. And in that environment, we need to be able to barras. To carry one another's burdens. But then, then there's the second one, and that's the spiritual application. And that's that we all are sitting here, if you are born again, Paul says that we've got a spiritual man, and we've got a spiritual life. And we, we read the scripture now, he says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken by any trespass, the word there is sin. If he's overtaken by a sin or a fault, you who are spiritual, all the spiritual people put up their hands. Only a few. Praise the Lord, we've got a few. Um, he says, you are spiritual, what do you do? You restore such a person in gentleness, considering himself, lest you also be tempted. But you see what I find sometimes? Sometimes I see that when people fail, I see other people jump on it and say, Ah, oh, you see, you've fallen, you are dirty, you, and they give all of them the worst things you can do. No, Paul says this. He says, if you see somebody like that, you better barras him. You better help this brother. And I want you to look at this word here. He says, you are spiritual, restore such a person. It comes from the Greek word katarizo. And katarizo means the following. It means that if you break your leg and you go to the doctors, that it takes a specialist who knows how to set your leg perfectly right so that it can heal perfectly. That's what it means. A specialist. He says it's not just any other person who can come there and say, yes, you'll be all right, mate. Well, that happened to me. When I was around about eight years old, I was with my nephew's nephews on a, on a push bike, and three of us were on the bike. One was sitting on the handles, my nephew was in the middle of cycling, and I was standing on the back. There was a small little pieces out, and I was holding his shoulders. And we were just going fast, as children do. And there was a four-way stop in South Africa, all four cars stop. And when we come in towards this intersection, you know, I'm standing on the back. I've got no say. I'm the youngest there. And my nephew in the middle, he said, we're going to go for it. We're not going to stop. And all he needed was a quorum. What is a quorum out of three? Two. And my nephew on the front said, yes, we go. And I said, well, we better go. <laughs> and by the time we went over, a car came and he hit us full. And I went a little bit through the air, but I broke my right leg. It nearly came off. It was a bad break. 
So I went into hospital and they put me in a cast up to my leg and they, they fixed it. But when the cast came off, all the pain, it's painful. I don't know if you've broken a leg, it's a painful story. I remember, I still remember today. But when the cast came off and the specialist came in, he says, it is not right. It is not right. They didn't set it right. I was going to walk with a limb for the rest of my life. It's going to throw out my whole body. I'm going to have other problems when I get older. Have you seen me walk? I don't walk with a limb. Because this doctor, and he knew I wanted to play rugby one day. He said, no, 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 we need to fix this little boy while he is young. So he had to break it again. That was painful. The first one was painful, but the second one was more painful. He had to break it again and he had to reset it again. And praise the Lord, I perfectly healed. Brothers and sisters, this is, if you go in and you look at the word karitro, that's what it means. It means to be resetting something to the state that it was before. Now to whom does he give that task? To the brethren. He gave that task not to the doctor, not to the pastor. Did he give it to the pastor? You say, oh, pastor, there's something going wrong in this family. We better call the pastor. There's something wrong there. We better call the pastor. No, no, brothers and sisters. Yes, the pastor is there. I'm happy to go. I'm happy to go. But I'm not the only specialist. This is why I ask you all, who's the spiritual people in the church? Put up your hand again. Then you are qualified to do that. And you say, but I can't. I don't know how. Then you better learn now. Read your Bible. Study it every day. We are not called, and how many times have you heard me say, you are not called just to sit there in the chair. You say, hey, pastor, I'm going to sit here for 10 years if the church lasts that long. If you last that long. If everybody, I'm going to sit here for 10 years and then I'm going to be in heaven. That's not why God called you. He says, brethren, if a man is overtaken by a trespass, now let's deal with sins for a moment. Sin needs to be dealt with. You can't cover it with love. If somebody sins, you address the sin. This is when you go and you reset it. It's going to be painful. A break is painful. Why do you think Paul used that word? Because he knew it's going to be painful. It's going to be painful for you and for that person. That's what I found in my life. I had to so many times go to somebody and say, Brother, sister, you are actually walking very dangerously because you are sinning. Do you think it was nice for me to do that? It was painful for me to, to tell them that. Some people got so mad at us, they don't want to talk to me anymore to this day. But I said to them what the Word of God says. He says, sin is a sin, and it needs to be dealt with. But here is the thing. You know, when that specialist came and he said, that boy's leg is not right, he didn't walk there in with a four-pound hammer. Do you think he walked in there and said, just hold it there, I'm just going to hit it down there. Do you think that's what he did? No, carefully he broke the leg again and he reset that. And he says here, he says, if one spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, so you're not better than that brother, than you be tempted. There's a whole sermon I can preach to you on that tempted, that word tempted there. So these are burdens that you can share. And I want to ask you, brothers and sisters, if you call yourself a brethren, a child of God, and if you want to walk under the law of Christ, look around you. Look around you and share burdens. Don't do it for the crowds. Don't do it for the crowds. Do it when nobody sees you. 
Do it when, when there's nobody around. Don't do it so that somebody comes and say thank you. Oh, I'm so thank you. And if somebody thank you, all you come out of your, all that comes out of your, all, every word that comes out of your mouth, praise to God. Because you would not have been in that position to help somebody else if God didn't graciously grant you that. Everything you've got. Let me just clear it out. Every single thing that you've got today and you could have worked for it all your life. You could have studied at the best universities you want. But every single thing you've got is from God. And it belongs to Him. So burdens that you can share. Let me hurry on to burdens that you cannot share. Because somebody can say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Here Paul says, bear one another's burdens. And then here he says, for each one shall bear his own burden. Is Paul confused? What's going on here? No, he's not. He says, for if anyone thinks of himself to be something, he's nothing. He deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own burden. This is the King James Version. The New King James Version, what does it say? Each one will carry his own load. His own load. It's the same thing. Each one will carry his own burden. But here is the fascinating thing, and I want you to concentrate now. Because in Greek, Paul uses a different word here. He uses the word fortion. And I'm sorry if it's small, but I can give it to you afterwards, the, 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 the slides. The word here that he used for his own burden, he says, For each one shall bear his own fortion. Now what does fortion mean? Fortion means it's like the cargo of a ship. A cargo of a ship. So if you're going to the port and you need to, you need to carry cargo to another country, what will happen on this side? They will come into the port and they will have a manifest there. And they will say, this is what is going into this ship. And this ship needs to carry that same cargo from one port to the other port. On the other port, somebody will take that manifest and they will check that every single thing that was loaded onto the ship at the start arrives on the other side. This is what it is. It is also similar, similar to a, a lady who's pregnant. By the time she is pregnant, and let me just say, the Lord Himself will deal with every single person who murder a baby in the womb. The Lord Himself will come down on these people. But let me just say that if a lady gets pregnant, by the time she gets pregnant, that burden, that burden, that load that she carries, and, and I say burden nicely here, okay? Don't come afterwards and say that, you know, somebody's pregnant is a burden. But I've seen ladies, my own wife who's been pregnant, they carry a burden through that time. It's lovely, it's beautiful, but their bodies change, there's aches and everything. But by the time she's impregnated, until the baby is born, there is a, there is a load to carry this is what this word is Paul comes out and he says that this is something that you need to carry this is a burden that you cannot share this is something that you alone will carry in your life now let me give you the physical application here I see so many people who's got a sickness in their lives 
Somebody may have a cancer. Somebody may have other organs. Somebody may have something, an infirmity within their bodies. And it pulls them down and it's hard to bear. They, they, they're in pain maybe from day to day. I've seen these people. That is something that nobody can carry for you. You have to carry that, that burden yourself. You alone can carry that burden. This is something which... And I remember, I remember back in South Africa again, this lady, there were so many times that, that we came to her and we prayed to her and I prayed this prayer foolishly in my life maybe, but I said, Lord, if only for one day, for one day I can take that pain upon me and carry it in my young body so that she can have rest, but I couldn't because that's something which you can't carry for somebody else. My dear wife, my beautiful wife, I've seen her so many times in pain and you think that is just far from me? It's my wife. I've, I've spent my whole life with her. But there were times that she was crying in pain. And I said to her, I, I, I don't know what to do because I can't carry it for you. That, my dear friends, is 40 on. That is a burden that you cannot share to anybody. And, and let me just say, we've prayed so many times for people. And we say to them these words, which is not easy to say. You need to submit sometimes to your circumstances. Paul cried out to the Lord with this thing in his body. This, he had this thing in his body, this pain. He cried out to the Lord and the Lord said, My grace is sufficient for you. That is a burden which he couldn't share. He went so many times to the Lord. I, I, I can just imagine it. You go to the Lord and say, Lord, it is so tough to bear this. And the Lord said to him, that is 40 on, that is loaded on this side, and you've got this cargo, and you're going to come to a place where it's going to be counted for you, the cargo which you carried. Let it be known, just listen to me, somebody online, somebody needs to hear this maybe, but you're carrying a pain in your body. I want to say today, keep on carrying it, because there comes a day when you're going to come to the other side, to that harbor, and it's going to be offloaded, and the Lord will give you rest rest this is a burden which I don't understand you can't understand it this is a burden that only God understands it's a burden that you must carry it's a hard burden so you understand the two the burden that you have to share you can share and the burden that you cannot share let me bring it to you on a spiritual side put it in context Brothers and sisters, whether you like it or not, there cometh a day that you and I will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Let me just say this. You know, I, I, let, let me go one step back. I just remembered, uh, I need to say this to you as an example. When I went for a, a small operation in my throat, you, some of you were here in the church. It's only a short time that you had to go, but they put you under an, an anesthesia. Did I say that right? You know, when I lie on that table, nobody can lie there in my place. I had to do it myself. But there comes a day when you walk through the shadow of a valley of death and you're going to do it on your own. Why do I bring that in? Because in the spiritual nature, when that stops, you're going to appear before Christ. You will stand before Him. And let me just say today, when He says, examine your own work there. In Romans chapter 14 verse 10, Paul says, But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt with your brother? For we shall all, everybody say all, all. we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Listen to me, child of God. 
you will carry your own burden in a spiritual sense to the judgment seat of Christ. You will give an account of yourself before Jesus Christ what you've done with your spiritual life after you were saved. You yourself will do that. The judgment seat of Christ. Do you know what's that seat? It's called the Beamer seat. We go to 2 Corinthians 5, 9. He says, therefore, we make our aim with the present or absent to be well-pleasing to Him. Are you? Are you making it to be well-pleasing to Him? If not, as a child of God, you will appear before Him. And listen to me, 40 on, you've got you on this side of the harbor. When He saved you, He gave you gifts. He gave you His Spirit. He gave you the Holy Spirit. And you know what you do with the Holy Spirit? You study the Scriptures. You grow in grace. You grow in maturity in the Word. You grow in holiness. But let me just say, holiness hasn't got stages where you grow. You become holy when He saves you. And you live this holy life. This is the load you bear, the cargo you bear until you die. And then when you stand before Him, you alone, He will say, what have you done with your life? He's not going to say, what have you said? Because we talk so quickly, don't we? Oh, I'll pray for you, but you never do. Oh, I will help you, but you never do. Oh, I'm a Christian, but you never do. But that day, when you stand before that seat there, the judgment seat, the beamer seat, he will judge you for all you've done since you were saved. Since you were saved. What is your answer going to be? What are you going to be able to put before Him? You say, but wait a minute. We don't work for all of No, no. You will be judged on the work you do. Go and read in, in, in the book of Corinthians. He says, when you build on this foundation, which is Christ, are you building with wood, stubble, or stone? Or are you building with with, with diamonds and with gold and everything which can be refined. There, you will stand before me. You have to carry your own burden. Some people are called into the missionary work field to go and preach in Iraq, back in the day in China. It is, it is hard to carry that burden. They have to leave their families and everything. And here you sit so well looked after by God, you didn't even have to go. You sit in Melbourne, Australia. And it's still free time to praise the Lord. What are you doing? It's a burden that you cannot share. You will stand before Him. You can't stand there and say, Excuse me, Lord, let me just call my wife. You're not going to stand there as a child and say, Excuse me, Lord, I'm going to call my mom and dad. It ain't going to work. He says, Yes, I know about them, and their time will come. They're going to stand there where you stand. What have you done? That's a burden that only you can bear. And you cannot share it. Let me finish this morning with a burden that you cannot share and you cannot bear. There's a third burden. So if we see now that Paul says, carry each one another's burden. Barosh. And then he says, but you have to carry your own burden. Forty on. And now he comes and I say to you, there's a third burden which says that this is a burden that you cannot share and you cannot bear it. In Psalm 38 verse 3. Paul, uh, David writes, he says, There is no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor any health in my bones because of my what? Sin. Because of my what? For my iniquities, which is another word for sin, have gone over my head. Now listen to this. 
like a heavy burden are too heavy for me. There is a burden that I see people bear, and this is what I see in the malls when I sit down there, and I go, you are carrying the world on your shoulders, but more than that, you are carrying the weight of sin on your shoulders. You cannot bear it. It's going to bring you to your knees. It's going to bring you down. It's going to destroy your life. Sin in your life will destroy your life. Let it be known. We can't sugarcoat that, and in this church I will preach it. Sin is sin, and it's going to break you down. Listen to David, don't listen to me. You see the burden of sin here. I love it, I think it was Brother Aaron who said at the table of the Lord the other day, he says, you either drink of the cup of the Lord or the cup of wrath. You either drink one of the two. You can't drink both. You drink the cup. This is a burden that you cannot bear. Listen to me. I tried to bear it. I thank the Lord at a young stage in my life. He took that burden away. But there's some people who's carrying it all their life to their deathbed. To their deathbed. You cannot share it and you cannot bear it. Listen to Isaiah. He says, Oh, hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth. For the Lord has spoken. I've nourished and brought up children. This is Israel. And they have rebelled against me. He uses two examples now. The ox knows his owner and the donkey its master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people do not consider. Alas! Sinful nation. Alas! A people laden. Laden with iniquity. A brood of evildoers. Children who are corruptors. Are we ex am I explaining our world we're living in today? They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backward. But let me just shock you right now then. I was not explaining the world here. He was explaining Israel. Israel. They turned their back on Him. A sinful nation... Laden with iniquity. You see, when he says laden, he gives a classic example. The scripture interprets scripture. When you see that, he uses two animals, which is animals that can carry a load. But even an ox and a donkey, if you keep on putting load on them, is just eventually going to fall down and drop down. And, and I'll tell you what, carrying a load on your shoulders, you're not as strong as an ox. They may call you ox, but you're not as strong. Can you see this burden? You cannot carry it. And you cannot share it. So the question then comes, how do we deal with this burden? If you cannot carry it, and you cannot share it, how do we deal with this one? We know the first one is a burden that you can share, and we need to share one another's burden, even on a spiritual side. The second one is that load that you take over 40 on, and you're going to stand before God. But if there's anybody sitting here today, or hear my voice, or see ourselves on video, or wherever this goes over the world, if you carry sin in your life, this is the only way that you can get rid of that sin that you cannot bear and you cannot share, 
The only way is you come to Jesus Christ who is your Lord and your Savior. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only, the only, the only way that you can deal with this sin is not going to a psychiatrist. Because a psychiatrist will tell you to flee from it. Go to another country. Get out of your circumstances. Go get out of the temptation. But let me tell you, if you walk in sin, temptation will follow you wherever you go. There's only one way, and that's His way. And if you hear this today and you are heavy laden, listen, listen to the Spirit of God today. Psalm chapter 55 start giving the, He starts giving us the answer. He says, cast. Everybody say cast. I'm, a, I'm an avid, or I used to be an avid fisherman. I used to have a fishing rod. You know those days? Some of you try that. And I used to have a long fishing rod and you put a heavy weight with some, some bait on the end and then you cast that thing as far as you can. This is the same thing. It's a, it's a quick action. You come to Jesus and He says, Cast your burden on the Lord. Cast your burden on the Lord and He shall sustain you. And He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Somebody say hallelujah. So quiet in here today and I hope I'm not coming over as angry. I just want to tell you I preach this sermon with the love of God. Because there's burdens that need to be dealt with. Cast your burden onto the Lord. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28. Our Lord himself gives us the recipe. I need to correct myself. There's no recipe. You don't follow one step after another. He gives the answer. And let me just say this is not an invitation. This is not an invitation that you can say yes or no. This is something which is a commandment upon you. If you want to get rid of sin, he says, come to me. Come to Jesus. Don't come to the church. Don't come to a pastor. Don't come to whatever they call. Come to Jesus. He's the only one who's got the answer. He says, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden. Heavy laden with a, with a burden that you cannot share and you cannot bear. If you are heavy laden, he says, come unto me and I will give you rest. Let me say to you, you think you're living in a safe country. You can go to the most dangerous country. You can go to, which country is that war? Ukraine. You can go to Ukraine right now as a child of God and be the safest in your life and at rest. If the rest maker is living in your heart. Hallelujah. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lonely in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easier, my burden is light. So preacher, how do you do that? And you told us you come to Jesus. One more scripture, then we're going to pray. I want you to think while I read the scripture. And I want you to talk to the Lord this morning. What burdens do you know of in your life? What kind of burdens are they? Is it a burden that you need to carry and you can't share? Is it a burden that you can actually see others and you can help them? Or is it a burden that you can share? And if you've got this burden in your life which you cannot share and cannot bear, I want to pray for you today. The only way you do that is in 1 John chapter 1 verse 8. It says, if we say 
that we have no sin. We deceive who? You deceive yourself. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All unrighteousness. Praise the Lord. I want to pray for people today. In fact, I just felt led today to pray for people. The Bible says in the book of James, if anybody is sick, let him come to the elders and lay hands and anoint them. Yeah? 